0: Hello everyone and welcome to British Murders, the podcast that focuses exclusively on British murder cases with an occasional glimpse at horror movies. I'm your host Stuart Blues and this is one of those occasional times where we look at a horror movie. If you're watching this on YouTube you'll see that I have a very handsome guest with me this week. He's a singer-songwriter, he's a colleague, he is the most broad Yorkshire person I've ever met. And people can't understand me So I'll apologise in advance to my non-UK listeners And even to some of my UK listeners If you can't understand my guest today And by proxy me Because I'll probably put on my Yorkshire accent a little bit more Which I naturally do around people from God's Own County Please welcome to the show, Lee Bailey Hello, hello,
1: thanks for having
0: me What what he said there was, he said hello, hello (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and thank you for having me, just in case you didn't catch that.
1: How are well, you, Lee? I'll, 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 I'm good. Uh, I'm very good. Thank you very much. What about yourself?
0: I'm very well. I'm very well. What are we drinking? This fine, what is it, Monday now?
1: Monday evening, I believe, as we record. It is, it is a Monday, and it's uh, I'm drinking night. a pint of Steam Brew. Steam Brew? Ooh. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix between uh, bleach and witch's urine. Ah, it's uh, becoming more popular. That concoction, I believe. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm moving away from the mainstream, uh, Fosters and Carlin. So, yeah. uh, but it's a, it's a nice little IPA, nice and crisp. Oh, an IPA. Ooh, I'm one of them. Hippie. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, edgy, edgy, edgy as they come. I'm but drinking as a. As a satsuma.
0: Well, that's it. I'm drinking a fireball, and cream soda.
1: That's, that's brave,
0: which is luxuriously nice. It tastes like a cinnamon roll, so I'm told. <laughs> How many cinnamon rolls have you tasted? None, but technically, because I've drunk this, I've drunk a cinnamon roll, kind of alcoholic yeah. one.
1: I bought it on Saturday. I'm still drinking it. That's that's a good deal then. If it's if it's a nice steady tipple. Yeah, it's decent. It gets a job done. Weekend sesh.
0: Weekend sesh through to Monday. You buy a two litre of cream soda, it's going to go off, in it, if I leave it?
1: <laughs> Does it go off? <laughs> it's, it's... Well.
0: <laughs> it loses its fizz, doesn't it? <laughs> you got to drink uh, pop or soda. No. ASAP
1: in my book. Yeah. Unless uh, Tango, flat Tango is good for a hangover.
0: Yeah, I don't mind flat pop sometimes like flat coke in a rum is lovely mm, i I concur with that but sometimes a fan of flat coke just gives you an indigestion sometimes you much of a spirit drinker or are you just a ipa twat now
1: uh i've i think we're lot, since lockdown um i've I moved away from beers um and mo- moved on to wine so oh, uh pretty okay. much uh, like a a glass of rouge <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, I'm not Glass there Glass of yet. rouge, I'm not there All yet. It. Adds about ten years to you, doesn't it? That drinking wine,
1: it um, it makes for an interesting wiping. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: God, is it red or white or rosé? Uh, red. I prefer red. Yeah, a bottle of red, like uh, a cab, like a cabaret Sauvignon, cabaret, cabaret, yeah. Cabernet yeah. Sauvignon, Cabernet. Uh, There's an N in there somewhere. Or a Chianti. Oh, like Hannibal. Exactly like Lovely. Hannibal. Bit of Chianti. Yeah, they're the only wines I know, I think. Yeah, same. That makes me sound posh enough. I can live with that.
0: I'm hoping to release this on or around April 26th, which I'm told is National Alien Day.
1: It is, LV426. Yeah, after the ship or something. No, that's the planet. Oh, the, the planet. The, the number of the planet, but the real name of the planet is Acheron. Okay, so it's the planet, not the ship. Yeah, that's
0: the one. See, I'm testing your knowledge already. I'm making myself look like a right idiot. The films we are doing today <laughs> are Alien from 1979 and Aliens from 1986. Can I just start off by saying, what a shit name for a sequel?
2: Well,
1: yeah, I can't argue with you on that, but it speaks for itself because there's in the first one there was just one, and in the second one it does there make sense
0: from that perspective. But do you find if you're ever watching Alien, you have to emphasize the N? Yeah. So I'm watching Definitely. tonight. I'm watching Alien, rather than I'm watching Aliens.
1: Makes you yeah. emphasize I, the last
0: letter. Annoying.
1: I found this out as well that while uh, Googling uh, alien and aliens, even though I typed in aliens, director's cut, Google had shuffled me more towards, so you were asking about alien. No, plural. <laughs> Pl- plural, Google, please. Yeah.
0: And two the, distinctively different films. Yes. Which is definitely. Which is good. Good and bad. And I think the key thing about this is the two decades they were both made in, mm. because they're very of the time. Now, we'll we'll start off with Alien. Makes sense. Came first. Let's start with Alien. Came first. There's a joke in there somewhere.
1: Now, <laughs> which came first, the alien or the egg. <laughs>
0: and it's that sort of camaraderie that you've got to look forward to on this episode oh yes now the imdb synopsis says the crew of a commercial spacecraft encounter a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission so we'll go through a few sort of facts and figures about this film before we get into the nitty gritty the rating of this one in the uk was originally x-rated back when we had x as a rating converted to an 18 in 1987 i'm guessing that's when that was brought in perhaps 18 mm-hmm. and now it's a 15 do you agree yeah. with that
2: uh,
0: it's not too graphic is it really
1: i think in for the 70s it was um, do you think? for the that infamous scene mm. um we'll get the, to the, yeah so that for that infamous scene i mean i don't think anybody had ever seen anything like that before uh, not not in this genre anyway in uh, in a space horror Mm. um but for now for the things that we see now like you look at things like like walking dead like i mean all the stuff that that's coming on netflix at the moment like uh i think like look squid games mm-hmm. i think it, it's more for the the fact that we've we've become desensitized to that kind of thing now
0: that's true back then certainly not because the the spacey things in the 70s was your your star wars stuff wasn't that what was that 74 yeah. when that came out i think the first one something like that
1: it will not be far off i don't think we are to we are cheating to do a google i'll just agree with you
0: i'm no fan but feel free to cheat i believe star wars was 74 And then you got to bear in mind the stuff like star trek
1: which was probably
0: around then too the original i would yeah, have thought the the series and yeah. there was no blood no blood this is it so this is unique as far as sci-fi and space and all that kind of stuff genuine out of the two this for me is a horror film the second one is like an 80s action movie in it really yeah and the horror is sort of i think even by then though you're thinking we've had michael myers in 78 we've had leatherface in 74 already i know that's before alien but then we have friday 13th in 1980 in fact i think elm street was after this But even stuff like Cameron's second film, Terminator, that's, for an action film, that's pretty graphic, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is where where it differs. I mean, in in terms of the different films, um, so Alien, uh, done by Ridley Scott, and then Cameron took the mantle for Aliens, which brought the action into it. And you find that there's a lot of nods uh, towards uh, Cameron's casting as well. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people, um, mainly extras, but um, in Terminator, uh, no Terminator Two, Jeanette Goldstein, uh, she's John Connor's stepmom. Right. Okay. Uh, ah, Two. Right.
0: Okay. Her with the phone and the the yeah. hand. Yeah. And then
1: okay. in Terminator, Michael Bean is uh, mm-hmm. is Kyle Reese. Yes. And in Aliens, he's Corporal Hicks. Yep recognized him I've met him in real life at a Comic Con he's a happy chap is he? no he's miserable (laughs) as hell
0: sense the sarcasm but I didn't think you were going to (laughs) slander him on the show he he
1: did want to be
0: there did
1: he? no he didn't want to be there
0: you met Sigourney?
1: I missed out I was throwing all my money at the ticket people like the highest class one you could have was to have a pause with the power loader So, yeah, it was like £400, and I was just like, take me money. They were like, there are no more tickets. I was like, I'll pay you 500 Just <laughs> let me just let me get close enough to smell her, please. And uh, they wouldn't have it. So I missed out on that, I was gutted.
0: Well, apparently, one of my frequent guests on the show, Lorraine, from Once Upon a Nightmare, Aliens is one of her favourite films, and she always boasts about she has
1: actually touched Sigourney Weaver. Oh, I hope she's not washed her hand <laughs> I, I didn't think I would I'd, I'd I'd wear it in a bag Is this coming from a fanboy of the character or have you got a little crush on old Sigourney? I think uh, I think just most female characters from the 80s I think it's said uh, that there were a lot of like Keller LeBrock, uh, Sigourney Weaver like Keller LeBrock in Weird Science who will not mm-hmm. who, who, <laughs> who wouldn't be amazed by that Ooh, um, and Sigourney so more or less doing the same scene uh, mm-hmm. in doorway, except in the space suit at the end. Mm. So, the release date of Alien 1979, June 22nd in the
0: USA. We got it a couple of months later in September, September 6th, 1979. Runtime one hour 57, produced by Brandywine Productions. At the time, that was a Brandywine Ronald Shussett production. Several distributors. Now, this was filmed in. 1978 so from july 5th to october 2nd 1978 at shepperton studios in surrey primarily Mm. and like you said directed by sir ridley scott isn't it is a sir isn't
1: it is no i don't think he's should be a sir he should be the ridley scott
0: this was actually his second feature film points if you know what his debut feature film was i'll give you the year 1977
1: I want to say it's not the thing, is it?
0: No, that was the it. Thing. That was John Carpenter. Oh, nineteen
1: eighty-two. Uh, I have no idea, mate.
0: I haven't heard I'm of, honest of it. Swear. It's called the Duelists. D U E L L I S T S.
1: Pistols or with?
0: <laughs> I didn't look into it that deep, mate. <laughs> I know the name <laughs> because I found I think, it I think half I'm... hour ago.
1: <laughs> the Duelists.
2: Yeah,
0: the
1: duel Duel, duel, duel. I don't know how you'd prioritise saying it. I imagine someone got slapped with an iron glove <laughs> and, uh, and then they met at dawn and someone saw it and decided to make a film, out in it? it? does sound like a Western. It is Sir Ridley Scott, by the way. Is it Sir Ridley Scott? He's a knight of the realm. Oh, yeah. Well, they've, they've not put a, a Sir on Wikipedia.
0: Well, they have if you go within the body of the text. Oh, yeah. Not in the title know. for some reason, but yeah. Well done, Ridders. English. English. Good old Ridders.
1: That's where all best come from.
0: Yeah. Well, that was a bone of contention with aliens, apparently, because a lot of it was the same crew, apart from Cameron came in. Yeah. So there was a bit of... He got a bit of stick, apparently.
1: Well, you, you would do, wouldn't you? I mean, um, you're walking into a bunch of cockneys. That, <laughs> that's what they all, they all would have been. All, all film crews back then, and... Not only uh, like dedicated to like to the film itself, but dedicated to the boss.
0: Yeah. I was surprised, though, because he was born in like the late 30s, and this was only his second feature, but he got such admiration and respect, even from the crew back then. But uh, it wasn't written by him, whereas Cameron, you know what he likes to do? He likes to put pen to paper mm. with aliens. But this one, written by Ronald Shusett. That was part I'm guessing it's his production company. He did the story, and the screenplay was Dan O'Bannon. Yes. Characters created by. And then we have the cast. Now, one thing I prefer about Alien is the small cast. Yeah. I got lost in Aliens, man. They it's, all look it's same. It's a bit of a ride. They all look yeah. like, like the same 80s act like Kyle, Re- Kyle Reese Kyle Michael Bean, whatever he's called. Captain he, looked, happy. he I got him confused with Bill Paxton, I was getting everyone confused. There was about hundred people there.
1: Yeah, it's it's a larger cast, but you know, that, that you might have been, you know, glad about is that half of them got wiped out. True. So you didn't have to worry about remembering half as many names. That is true. That is very true. But if we just quickly go through the cast of Alien,
0: so we've got Tom Skerritt, who plays Dallas, he's the captain. We have Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, who's a warrant officer. We have Veronica Cartwright playing Lambert, who is the navigator. We have Harry Dean Stanton as Brett, the engineering technician. The legendary John Hurt plays Kane, who is the executive officer. We have the other, also legendary, Ian Holm, who plays Ash, science officer. And then we have Yafit Koto, who plays Parker, the chief engineer, Couple of people that play the actual alien, one was Bolaji Badejo, and uncredited was Eddie Powell, and then the voice of mother, the onboard computer, was Helen Horton. Some big names in there.
1: Yeah, it for a small cast, maybe that's why it was such a small cast, a big bill to pay.
0: Well, yeah, I mean you got Bilbo Baggins in there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's uh, not cheap
1: is not. Nor is he. Not. Nor is he a nice person in it either. Anyone. I don't trust anyone that sweats milk.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you that. What do you think about the whole? We don't have blood running through our veins. We have milk, or a creamy white liquid.
1: It's, I have no idea. Uh, maybe that's just one of the, it's something that's as far away from from like what we would know as our uh, like human blood. It's, it's a it's a stark contrast, isn't it? Because if you had oil, oil's black. Uh, but if blood can some kind times misbecons as that. You know, it looks black because dark. So I think the the white was a maybe just like a, a removal from that to be as far away from human as possible. So yeah, this film. In fact, do you know what we've not done, which I've started doing in my movie reviews
0: is doing my own version of a trailer for it you know the go deep the deep voice guy the american yeah. geezer and then i put some little background music on it to make it sound all cool
1: i'm all over that go on then.
0: so let's have a go in deep space no one can hear you scream the crew on board the nostromo head to a planet after feeling uncomfortable once they receive a distress signal What they find is so uncomfortable, it bursts out of their chest. Join us on this expedition back home. Aboard. Alien. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking
1: forgot plot there. (laughs) Somebody's uh, done a t-shirt, so like a a take off the original poster, and they've not called it Alien, it just says Alan in space. No one can hear you in space. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's quality.
0: That's a t-shirt for the collection. No, yeah, is. if you didn't get it from my excellent trailer there, basically, the crew of the Nostromo, which is a cargo ship... Flying through yeah. space for whatever reason trying to they're on the way home I think they've got six months left to go, till they get home or something they're a mining vessel they're on a return trip they've yeah. got the payload okay. and they're taking yeah. it back so and what is it six months eight months till they get home or something like that
1: six months out
0: yeah they're in deep space so they're on the way home and they come across this distress signal I think and it's coming from this random planet I guess so they crash down on the planet Let's see what the crack is. And they walk about and they see this alien craft and they think, "Oh, that shouldn't be there. What's that?" So they go on and I think the people that go in. Who goes in? So we've got Kane definitely goes in. Yeah. Who goes Dallas. with Dallas? Goes with him. Wasn't the three of them? Was it three of them? Yeah.
1: Um, what's the? Uh, it, what's the lady? Lambert. Yeah, Lambert. Lambert. So Dallas
0: Lambert and Kane. So they go inside this bizarre-looking alien craft, and they see all these eggs, and they think, eh, oh, it's a bit weird. And there's all this mist, sort of. You know, like you see vegetables covered in mist at the supermarket to keep them fresh. <laughs> That's the sort of vibe we've got going here. So, I mean, the, the glowing green, which is different. but So Kane wanders over and thinks, just have a sneak peek in there, and... Uh-huh. Uh, Cuts back to the Nostromo and they stumble back. And poor Undertaker's brother—he's got a bloody alien on his face.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is—he's uh, getting off. He, he's making extraterrestrial connections, that man. <laughs> he is—he's pulled. He swiped right on the wrong egg. <laughs> he's joined the hundred-mile-deep
0: club. And this alien—what do you call them? Face huggers—is that what they're called? These.
1: That stage of it is, uh, they call it the face-hugger, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's this little alien jumps out of the egg, and it kind of looks like a crab with a scorpion's tail, is the best way I can describe it. And it jumps on his face, hugs his face, hence the name, and it shoves its tail down his gob, and I guess it it keeps him alive whilst it impregnates him with, I assume, an egg of its own.
1: The tail... It'll restrict his airway. So it's, it's, right. the design, how they've done it, is it needs to. It's got a tube that it puts down his throat. So think of it like a, I don't know, like an intestine. So it'll wrap its tail around your throat, and then that restricts your airway, which causes your mouth to open. Obviously, you gag reflex, and you know, you want to breathe. It then straight in at you, coming at you like a bag of cocks. So <laughs> then, then then grabs around your head. And also, because it's it's parasitic, uh, it needs to keep the host alive while it ingests It okay. alien babies.
0: So whilst it's got its tail around your neck, what's, what goes down your throat? It's knob.
1: Well, you could <laughs> call it that, I suppose. Just to, It's just reproductive longer. organ.
0: Reproductive yeah. organ. Let's go for that. It That's lays, more mature. Lays the egg.
1: <laughs> and then uh, that just gets bigger, like quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, once it's done its job and it's and it's laid and it knows that the egg's going to survive or it's got a good chance of surviving, then the face has done its job then. That's it, done. It's
0: crawls into it a corner dies. and dies, yeah.
1: That's, yep.
0: So they keep him on the table and they're like, bloody hell, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know, but he's alive. And they're like, all right, cool. And um, so when I watched this, I, <laughs> I watched it on Blu-ray with all the deleted scenes included. Good egg, because so I wanted the full picture, and there's a scene when they're viewing Kane, they're in the viewing chamber. There's a scene where Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, comes down, and I think Lambert like smacks her, like smacks the shit out of her. Yeah, and I think it,
1: she wouldn't let her in due to yeah. the quarantine issue.
0: Yeah, so there was, but if we're talking about the actresses here, Sigourney Weaver apparently knew that she was going to get whacked. But I think there was something happened. I don't know if Lambert was pissed off at her or vice versa, but she absolutely smacked the shit off. And <laughs> she's like, Oh, okay. But they kept it well, they kept it as a deleted scene. Which is quite interesting.
1: Fair distance to go and run a slap though, because she's not small, this woman up on it, is she?
0: No. No, really. <laughs> Imagine doing that, and then it gets cut. <laughs> I want more. I want more from the slap. All right, then bang! Broken jaw cut hours, shit. No. Don't read well so on right. camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, like we're all rate right at the moment, but yeah. uh, now it's an eighteen. We don't want. Oh, we don't want that anymore. Didn't
0: actually put any film in the camera. Um, <laughs> cut that one. So yeah, what happens is eventually, after a couple of days, the face hugger goes and dies, as Lee alluded to, and then all of a sudden, Kane, oh, he's happy as Larry. He's a new man. Fine. Absolutely fine, and and naively they sort of go, oh, brilliant, yeah. wonderful news, excellent. Welcome back, and they're making a nice dinner for him, and he's eating his sandwich or something. All of a sudden, gets some cramps,
1: yeah.
0: some stomach cramps, and <laughs> ruins the ruins the table. You know, the, uh, food's all laid out nice. Ruins that. <laughs> and the next thing is on his back and out of his chest bursts an alien. And that's the scene that we all know and remember and love. And even if you've not seen the film, you've seen that scene.
1: Yeah, that's that's the, the anchor for it all, Into not Whether you've seen them or not, you know about that.
0: It's a very unique way of birthing a life
1: form, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, he didn't didn't get to decide if he wanted to be in a pool or if he wanted (laughs) an epidural. He didn't decide if he wanted
0: the child. It just sort of burst out. I mean, that would be horrific in the real world scenario. So this little alien that's this cute little thing with vicious teeth sort of screeches along the floor, disappears and (laughs) doesn't half grow quick.
1: Yeah, it's it's on the protein.
0: Yeah, but that is one of my questions. I don't know if it's a flaw or you might know, knowing more about the xenomorphs is what the breed of yeah. species is called. How the fuck without eating anything? Because it feeds basically on human life, right? That's its nutrition. But whilst it's little, it doesn't really, next, next thing it's seven feet tall.
1: Yeah. It's, it doesn't actually eat people. It just it kills just them. It just kills just kills. Yeah, ah, that's uh, that's
0: right. Because it actually takes them hostage, don't they, to reproduce and reproduce and reproduce? Okay. So, so what's its form of nutrition then?
1: Um, they they don't really ex- explore it too much in these two films. I mean, in Alien Resurrection, which I won't recommend watching, they can basically survive on nothing. It's just like they just, by the looks of it, it's just light, a little bit of light.
0: So they're basically just a born killing machine. The whose sole purpose organism. Okay, so its sole purpose is to kill and or kidnap with a view of, you know, it's, forcing it's itself on humans.
1: Yeah. It's the two Fs, fating, fortification. done. Fating, fighting. <laughs> yes, fighting. Fighting. Fisticuffs. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Fisticuffs and fortification.
0: Yeah, so this... Massive Alien, which frustratingly back in 1979, 78, when it was filmed, when you see the full body shots, you can kind of tell it's a dude in a suit. (laughs) It's just a little bit disappointing. But for the most part, you don't see. And I think that's what's good about Alien is that I know there's action figures out now and there's artwork and there's fan art and stuff. But if someone asked you the first time you'd seen Alien, and even aliens, really, to draw it or describe what it looked like i think the way it's shot and how it's designed is such that you can't really be sure where it starts and when it ends and where its feet and teeth are it's quite interesting
1: it's a lot it's that that one of the beauties the beauty about the about these these films is that for the first half of the film you don't see the thing yeah and it should all you've got is dark corners Dark corners and cheeky camera angles and you as the viewer are left to terrify yourself. Yeah. Your, your mind goes over time. Is that it? Is that it? Um especially like on the like going to the final scene of it. She walks right past it and then without unless you've seen the film, you, you can't tell because of the, the way everything is, it just blends in.
0: Yeah. That is very seventies. I think.
1: I'd love that. I'd love I'd love
0: that. Yeah. That is good. Before the need for visuals and gore and eighties came about, it was all about the mind. Yeah, your imagination's scarier than what you see.
1: You worked with what you got, and they like the the cast made it real. You mm. you believed that they were a, a that they, they were a crew you know that they'd they'd been in each other's back pockets on this little this tin can going through space really um and they they'd put up with each other's quirks and stuff like that and you you believe it mm. and because that's real the things that are happening to them become real to you yeah it's like you you you, you like uh what is it where you, you associate with it because you always, you know somebody like that you know somebody that acts in that way And, like, the realism makes you think they're just normal people doing a space job. Space people doing space (laughs) jobs. Space job. I think it's quite ironic
0: that because of stuff like budget constraints and lack of visual effects back then, they were forced to be more creative with the storytelling, which made it, in my opinion, more powerful. But then come 80s and budgets and FX comes in. And
1: guitar solos.
0: like We can do this. It doesn't really fit with the storyline, but we can do it. So should yeah. we do it? Yeah,
1: but we don't
0: really need an exploding like planet on this, you know, World War Two documentary.
1: But we can do it, mate. Yeah. So should should we put it in? Guitar. <laughs> 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 I've got a budget for TMT. I'm gonna use it.
0: I know. I've got ten million dollars here. You've only spent two. I'm like, can we have a bit of fairness, please? I want something to explode.
1: Yeah. You see that as a lot. We, um, I mean, like now CGI, you can make anything happen. But back then, it were um, like the the Dostromo that you saw was just a model, like this probably the size of a, an average kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Just in a dark room with a load of fancy, like affecting, like lighting, just some lights put here, there, and everywhere, and then just a slow pan. Yeah. So it's it is to, clever to give the illusion of scale. It's. They were clever buggers back then. Probably still clever buggers now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably. But yeah, a lot, I would say a lot more clever because of the lack of technology. Yeah. Whereas, whereas now you have the benefit of doing whatever the hell you want, like that slip, snip of a, snap of a finger. So with this, even they both won Academy Awards 1 and 2. Yes. The, the one they both won was for Best Effects, Best Visual Effects. And the second one, for Aliens, do you know what that category was?
1: Uh, I don't, actually. Was that for... um, That's got to be... because there were a lot of them on the Aliens. So we're going to say, so visual effects.
0: Yeah, so visual's the one that they both won. But Aliens won another Academy Award in the effects category.
1: I would say set...
0: It was sound sound that, James sound Horner. effects sound effects editing so if we compare that the pulse two rifle. <laughs> if we compare the two they actually did quite similar to be fair so alien won one award at the oscars academy awards aliens won two in total alien won 18 awards with 22 nominations and or and 22 nominations should i say and aliens 20 wins and 22 nominations.
1: It levels out, doesn't it?
0: Pretty similar. What's more interesting, in my opinion, is I was looking at the budget for these. Now, I've not just looked at the budget. We've gone on a little inflation calculator because that's what we like to do. (laughs) We like to be official here. So the budget, what do you reckon the budget was for Alien?
1: Not budget, we're around about 20 million.
0: (sighs) About half of that, mate.
1: What, for Alien? Alien. No, I thought he I said aliens. Alien. So oh, alien so, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I
0: wouldn't know for alien. This is why you have to emphasize the un in yeah. alien. And I didn't emphasize it, and that is a common problem, as we alluded to at the start. So alien. You know what you should just say from now on. What I might start second saying. And no, just say the year it came out. After so, have you seen Alien? Nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've seen Aliens nineteen eighty-six. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's it. But then you get people going, no, that's not when it came out. So the budget, ten point seven million. Now remember it was filmed in nineteen seventy-eight. So with inflation, the budget in twenty twenty two for alien is forty six and a half million. This is dollars I'm talking about here. Wow. I don't know what Compared to that's something still... like a superhero film, that's pretty minimal. But that's quite a hefty budget for a for your second feature film to ma- make a experience. lot of these actors. But then, like you said, though, look at the cast. I know they weren't perhaps as big back then as they are now, but a chunk of change surely went to the actors there.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, from what they'll have been contractually paid, they'll have had. Um, for Summer, when it's like when you get a new director in, it's um, they'll get odds on as well, wouldn't they? So they'll get a percentage mm. or a cut from whatever it takes at the box office, yeah. Um, but I mean, for the box office, it's got to have that's that's got to have like what 100%. Well, they've made the money back, and then some haven't they?
0: Comfortably, so the opening <laughs> weekend.
1: The shopping at Waitrose. <laughs> yeah.
0: They can afford to get, you know, extra pepperoni on the pizza if they wish. The opening weekend made $3.5 million, which wow. in today's money is $13.7 million. You know, third of the budget, opening weekend, pretty decent return. But, yeah. Inflation-adjusted domestic box office, apparently tw- $222.5 million. Dollars, decent little return.
1: That's, I'd give up my day job for that. It's
0: all right, that isn't it? Yeah. Compare that to Aliens, nineteen eighty six, and the budget for that—that's that, closer to twenty million, just short. Yeah. So seventeen million, and again, that was filmed in nineteen eighty five. Inflation adjusted for twenty twenty two, that's forty four point eight million, which
1: not too far off where it was for Alien.
0: Well if that's right that's actually a couple million less than the Alien budget with inflation. But then again
1: he killed half at cast off anyway so don't yeah. have to worry about that.
0: Seven years apart lesser known actors but you'd think the budget would be way higher.
1: I reckon it's because they had a load of product placement by Reebok. <laughs>
0: <sighs> gotta love that 80s product placement
1: yes you do
0: so the opening weekend for aliens was 10 million dollars which adjusted for inflation is 26 million in 2022 now this says inflation adjusted domestic domestic box office 210.4 million now again it's seven years younger yeah but it's only 12 million short Most people I speak to prefer Aliens. That's like, as far as action goes, oh, have you seen Aliens? Aliens is class. I love Aliens. My favorite, blah, blah, blah. You're the same, obviously. For me, personally, because I'm edgy, I don't go with the flow. I preferred Alien, personally. The horror for that is just sublime. But the pacing. I thought the pacing was brilliant. And like you say, you don't even really see the alien for ages and ages but you're still invested in that story and them characters whereas because the cast was so big with aliens i was a little bit lost there was no one i could really get behind and then before you knew it before you, when you learned the name they got killed
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, my days it is timeling it down here I do apologize if that message is that rain i can hear yeah i'm in the conservatory Good Christ. Man doesn't have an office yet. Wow. Yeah, so I do apologize for the for the weather.
0: Well he's not having a wee wee, he's just he's sitting there. No. Good god. It's- I assume it is here, but I can't you're you're under a roof. I'm, yeah, I'm under a, a brick and mortar roof. <laughs> as, as it it'll, were. <laughs> not glass. It'll, simmer down. it'll be right. Re- so let's move on to I mean <laughs> We've kind of covered most of the films there. We haven't really discussed Aliens much, actually. We've discussed Alien a lot. That's because that's, that's the one I remember more than anything. If we briefly go through my recollection of Aliens, which I could do with my um, trailer for Aliens, if you'd like to go for it. hear this effort. Let me get this figure up here to get my stats right. So... Five decades after escaping the Alien... Ripley arrives back at the space station and informs them that there's extraterrestrial life on that planet they were on. She gets, she gets informed that she's actually 57 years older than she was. But she's not, but that's how much time has passed. And that on that planet there's now a civilization. She warns them when they go back to kill the aliens... With dire consequences for most of the cast, apart, of course, from Ripley and Newt.
1: Aliens, 1986. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go and watch it still. I'd still go and watch it. It <laughs>
0: you know, baffles me about that. Obviously, I've summarized it quite quickly there, but basically, Ripley is in a deep sleep for like decades and decades. It says 57 years on here, whether that's true or whatever. So she gets, she gets found by like an exploration crew and they're like, oh my God, this one's alive. So they bring her back to the space station. She's like, oh, there's a bloody alien on that planet. And they're like, shut up, dickhead. But it turns out that loads of people live there now. So they're like, no aliens there, fam. But what they don't realize <laughs> is when they go back, so they go back for whatever reason, she freaks out and says, I'm not signing this bollocks. I want to go back. And you know, you had a daughter and she grew up and she died a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, fuck's sake. So they all go to the planet. What's what's it called? Is this the LV thingy so twenty
1: four? LV four twenty six. So that's that's the the catalogue number of it. that's they found it in the system, but originally it's called Acheron.
0: Okay. Right. So that. So they go back there, Acheron, and they <laughs> they got locked up. <laughs> yeah, they get <laughs> locked up. So they go back to Acheron. LH thingy and they're going to take down these aliens. Now, what I don't get about this, because Newt, her mum and dad, were like mm. part of an exclo- exploration team, weren't they, for this civilization, and they st- yeah. they stumble across this fucking ginormous alien craft that in the first yeah. film, as soon as they land, they basically see this thing. So how no one's seen this thing for 60 years nearly, assuming they've lived there the whole time, was a little bit baffling because it's sort of sticking out the ground and it's big.
1: So they, they sent terraformers down. Uh, so they need they had to make it uh, and give it an atmosphere first. So yeah. they sent the terraformer, terraformers down. They build the atmosphere processor. Then they leave that to churn and create an atmosphere. And then when it's habitable, as in like got breathable air, I mean, it's just like having a day out at English Seaside when they get out of like the 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 land cruiser buggy thing that they've got, hmm. it's um, but you can they can breathe, so they don't need suits. Um, it's convenient for filming doing, purposes. Oh yeah, good good eggs. That oxygen costs loads when you're out in space. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> so t- for them to do that. It, it, the main purpose of the whole thing, which is a horror story in itself, is greed. And the fact that the human race is like there's a line in it, and she goes, "I don't know who's worse, us or them." You don't see us trying to fuck each other over for a percentage. So it's the fact that they know it's out there; they want it to weaponize it. That that's been the game okay. all along, right? I'm with Send you. people out that are expendable. Uh, but what they didn't realize is that it were double hard and that it's just babbed all over everybody. <laughs> so they've had no contact. So they sent bigger boys in with guns who also get uh, a good old knuckle sandwich. <laughs> it's we don't, we don't learn, really. And Ripley, I've no sympathy for her. Love her. God love her. But, you know, she knew what she was walking into. She so can't complain. There's no compensation for you, Ripley. No compensation, no Michael Winner there for you. <laughs> I've got any, like non UK
0: listeners who are still with me and know what Lee just said. <laughs> 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 Please let me know because you win. But yeah, that's the plot. But they go in, don't they? And there's there's no, and they've got these little devices that are like, oh, there's an alien coming.
1: Motion tracker.
0: Yeah. So you got them. That's pretty cool. It's basically, I know this came a year before Predator, but it reminds me a lot of Predator. I know that Alien and Predator are like twin franchises, or they grew to become twinned. You can see a lot of influence from this in Predator, is what I should say. But if I had to pick, would I watch Aliens or Predator?
1: That's a tough one for me, because I love both of them.
0: mm they are very similar, and
1: again, it's the to say that 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 was one of Arnie's first, like like big, he done Conan and stuff like that, but like a like a, like a main role, actually doing some proper acting. Yeah, because I I believed, you know, like while they were out in jungle running around doing, because they do that little covert mission, don't they, before the, the mm-hmm. game? and you, you, again, you believe that they're a team. You believe, yeah, you believe that that's how it is, and then. Like same say other and we aliens you've got the camaraderie all the marines that's that makes it believable and same for both films you don't see anything until about halfway through
2: yeah
0: i think with the filming james cameron left a lot of the locker room scenes and stuff till the end of filming so that the actors had all built that camaraderie and that sort of banter between each other which shows it shows through the film I was going to ask you, because this is directed by James Cameron, um, story was James Cameron along with David Giler, I'm guessing, and Walter Hill. Yeah. And he did the screenplay. This was his third feature film. Now, I'll give you his second one, which was The Terminator. That was his second feature film from 1984. His first feature film, his debut as a director, was in 1981. Any idea what that might have been?
1: It's an absolutely terrible film called Piranha 2.
0: There you go. Big fan of Mr. Cameron.
1: He loves sequels.
0: Piranha Part (laughs) 2, The Spawning. Yeah, Yeah.
1: You knew that that were a second one, but it it went edgy with aliens.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, when Terminator 2 came round, it had a number two in it, and it was called, it had a subtitle, Judgment Day. This could have been called... Alien Two, or oh, um, you know,
1: the Battle of Akron or whatever. <laughs> oh, the the oh, the the they dubbed it the bitch is back, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, the bitches so, back. Um, Who's yeah. the bitch? Sigourney? No, the uh, the queen. Oh, the queen. The queen Alien. Yeah, right. But uh, you you can't slap that on a poster. True. Even if it is an eighteen. Like, like when people give like, reviews and they just go, it's absolutely amazing film. It blew my mind And really they just go in, it blew me dick off. Yeah. Absolutely amazing film. <laughs> yeah, it blew my dick off, Lee Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> now,
0: I, when I was gathering the list of people in the cast for this, I sort of got halfway down and just give up because there's that many of them. So we've got Sigourney Weaver replays a uh, role as Ripley. Carrie Hen was Newt. What do you think of Newt? she annoyed me
2: oh Ripley I'd, I'd, I'd they I have mostly hated...
0: come out at night mostly mostly
2: they mostly came in there mostly mostly mostly. <laughs> mostly came in
1: I would have hated to be the person auditioning or running the auditions for that part so you've just got one line
0: <laughs> can they I scream would,
1: yes by end of it I would just like just teka. Just take her and don't bring her back. It's one of them
0: storylines where I don't actually think... Because, again, I watched a special edition, which is 20 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. There's a deleted scene, basically, but it's in the special edition, where Ripley gets told that her daughter's died. I don't think that was in the theatrical cut. So you've got to think, without seeing that scene, you must be thinking...
1: Yeah, why the attachment? Yeah,
0: she's a good person. but Why is she so deeply attached? But then James Cameron said that that's the version we wanted you to see. It's better paced. It's got scenes in there that make the story make more sense. Yeah. I just said, why would you cut something like that? It's quite a significant scene.
1: The And it was the same as well. that The fact that all of you in the theatrical version, um, all you found out is that they were going down there to see what's the matter with these colonists, probably just a down transmitter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the director's cut, you get to see the colonists. So the guy that's running the operation down there that sends out mom and pop team, which is Nukes the Jordans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they go out. Uh, interestingly enough, the guy that sends them out is the uh, is the commander on Red Dwarf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. If you're anyone that watches Red Dwarf, they'll they'll be again. It's a tonight. very
0: British show, isn't it? That
1: it, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for good comedy, but they but that then shows you that it's not just you know they're still building this place, but it's a lot of families they've sent out there to to colonize essentially the planet. Mm. So when they just say you know a colonist, you don't you you assume just it's just people, but there's there's families, there's kids down there as well, and then you find last one and you wish they took her. Two <laughs> by end. Yeah, oh, God.
0: Oh no! <laughs> Shut up! Shut up, you silly bitch. Get over it. I thought,
1: I thought when cho- <laughs> I thought when children got traumatised, they went mute. Yeah, but this one was. Or in space, this one went newt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh.
0: Brilliant, but yeah, and then we've got um, Kyle Reese as Corporal Hicks, and we have Paul Reiser as Burke, who ended up being a right Burke. Yeah. Lance Henriksen as Bishop, who was the android. We knew they had an android this time. That was quite a good twist in the first one. Didn't know that uh, Ash was an android. That was pretty cool. And then he sort of just went wrong and started started trying to kill everyone.
1: He went west quick. There there was no reset button on that. Oh, no, no, there was a reset button. It's called a fire extinguisher.
0: Yes, that's right. But we know that there's an android on this as Bishop. Creepy motherfucker.
1: He prefers the term artificial person himself.
0: Whatever you say, sir. Whatever you say, just don't come near me.
1: <laughs> I don't want no cornbread. Get away, you creepy bastard.
0: I know, yeah. Then we've got the late Bill Paxton as Private Hudson, William Hope as Lieutenant Gorman, Al Matthews as Sergeant Apone, and then I just I just kind of got bored of writing
1: people down then. Interesting fact for you. Like I said, I've met, met quite a few at Castor, I met uh, so the one of the pilots. Is it uh, what's his name now? Spunk Hm. Mm. So I went to I went to one of these comic cons, um, and we got to me and my brother. Like it's my brother that got me into these films. Mm. Uh, we went, we got to meet him, and the guy that played Spunk actually dated a lady from West Yorkshire. Oh, okay. And whereabouts he, do we know? Well, when we went to speak to him, he understood us. I know, impossible. And it's like, it's like because you're from Barnsley, I was like, yeah,
2: that's how I what he said. You know that. Yeah, I said.
1: so he so says, yeah, he, he used to date a lady from, like, think it's like the, the West Yorkshire, uh, yeah, and he spent most ends. of his weekends in the working men's club. Good lad, drinking John Smith's. Yeah, for
0: anyone that doesn't know, Barnsley is South Yorkshire. I'm West Yorkshire, so there is. If you notice a discrepancy in the accents, you might, you might not. That's why. Different regions. Yeah. Although...
1: South is very, very broad. If anybody wants to move to West Yorkshire right about now is the good time, because I've just moved there and I've lowered the house prices. <laughs> He's up the crime rate. Yeah. The house prices have come
0: down as a result.
1: It's safe. It's safer on my street. People stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, there's money here, money. You know <laughs> then
0: people that buy a house for a quid on like a... Disused, like
1: shameless set. That's it. That's sort of I am the first phase of gentrification. Yeah. Forever the first and last in that particular neighborhood. That's said, old, like, rest cast that you've got. Al Matthews um, featured, I think, in, uh, was it Stargate? One of the Stargates, I think. No, oh, no, Independence Day. Sorry, it was Independence Day. Okay, oh, Matthews featured in uh, the guy that played a porn. Uh, obviously, Mr. Paxton kicked ass in Aliens, got his ass kicked in Predator Two. <laughs> <laughs> Good old. But Bill. no, no, he <laughs> it technically kicked ass in Aliens and died, and then it was terrible in Predator Two as as a person, not as an actor. Like it, it, like. Uh, and and then then he perished as well in that. Um I said Michael Bean and, and like the the lady that plays vast guests, a lot of crossover roles that you've got um for James Cameron films. Yeah. Especially the running a long terminator side. Well
0: yeah. I mean he's bound to, when he look at the success that had. Might might as well get a few people across. Why not? Get some support in from all these Brits. Get some lads in.
1: You find that with directors though, they have the favourites, don't they?
0: Mm. Two hours thirty-seven was the length of the um special edition or director's yeah. cut, whatever you want to call it. Produced by 20th Century Fox, Brandywine, Pinewood Studios, SLM Production Group. This was an 18 in the UK, rated R in America. Yeah. And filmed in September, well, from September 30th, 1985, to December 14th, 1985, at one scene or a few scenes at Acton Lane Power Station in London, but mainly at Pinewood Studios, which is in Buckinghamshire. So again, filmed in the UK. Oh, yes. James Cameron directed it, screenplay, wrote it, all that good stuff. And we've discussed the budget on there. Now, again, I've said I prefer Alien, 1979. Yes. I don't know if it's because... Because I do like James Cameron's films. I prefer Terminator 2 to Terminator 1, admittedly. Yeah uh titanic brilliant i've not seen avatar amazing yeah it came out at a time when it got so much hype i was like yeah fuck this
1: I would, if you've if you've not seen it i would i'd, I'd give a nod towards it i watch, you'd I'll watch watch it, some it in point. 3d
0: all right let's buy a 3d telly then
1: yeah right. you're doing all right
0: <laughs> but yeah i do like james cameron but I think after watching the first one, that was a pure horror. I kind of was a little bit disappointed that this was because I got told, oh, it's action from the off and all. It wasn't really. It's it's not. No. So it, it was almost if it had have been action from the off. Like I recently watched Last Action Hero for the first time. Right, fucking brilliant film. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Eccentric action from the start and throughout. Brilliant film. That's what I was made to believe aliens was like non-stop action from the first credit scene action aliens dying hey, beep, 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 beep. okay put it on and it was slow but it wasn't as stylish and because the, the opening of alien when you see the logo that takes about five minutes <laughs> yeah and it's just the nostromo going through space as the logo comes in but I actually quite liked that because it sets the atmosphere. Yeah. This just felt a little flat, I think.
1: I think it's the, from the word go, alien is, it's that it it creates that sense of being vulnerable and small. So uh, being out there in that vast nothing. And the only thing that you can survive on is a small thing in this big piece of nothing. And then something from that unknown is on your ship is on is on your 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 piece of turf that you can survive on. No it's uh, You have nowhere to run. Mm. No. But this starts off on a, on a space station. Um she's survived. Uh so you, you that I think that's it. It starts with a sense of relief. Yeah. Is that the fact that, you know, she's survived, it's obviously you know that sh- you know shit's gonna go down because they're not gonna give you two hours of she's alright, really. <laughs> she's fine. Nothing's going to happen. She's going to drink cups of tea and enjoy this space station life. Uh, no, <laughs> it, but it, it don't. It doesn't give you that sense of uh, of, of foreboding what space does because uh, you don't see anything hardly in regards to it being in space. It's all like set on location, isn't it? So you're on the planet, uh, you're on the space station. Uh, a little bit, you you see where they do the drop. Like uh, like from uh, like from the Sulaco, they do the they do the the drop to go onto the uh, onto Acryl, onto LV four twenty six. That's all you see of it. And again, like in in terms of both films, it's halfway before you see anything happen. But your mind plays tricks in the first one because there's not much for you to to see. But you've got a load of busy people running around in the second one. Yeah, until they land, and then it gets a bit tense. And even then that's more down to the music than it is what you actually see. It builds the tension by James Horner fiddling with some strings and whatnot. Did you like the motion detector, or do you think it made it? Oh, a- yeah. you like it, yeah? That I think that, for me, was a massive part of playing for the tension. If they didn't have the motion detectors on there and it were just aliens jumping out, <laughs> that, that, that adds a lot to it. Yeah. The fact that they know it's there, but they can't see it.
0: Especially when you can see it on the on the thing,
1: yeah, like three meters. Yeah, like, it's like, that's, a, that's impossible. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it's three meters here, man. They're all around that us. Scene. That scene is that uh, t- to this day for, for something that's been made. Uh, you know, when it was like it's in the '80s. I mean, like you said, you know, you could see the dude in the suit in Alien, um, but in this in that scene where where Hicks, uh, Mister Captain Appy, Michael being, bobs up. With like props up there, like the ceiling thing, you just see those things crawling towards yeah. you. Like to sit, that were like, hell. that was well shot. And then I just didn't that. think.
2: I just didn't. Why oh, you putting put, put your head up there? You're mad.
1: All the no,
0: but then because no. as much as you see all them dots, you've not really see, you've seen some false positives, and you've not really seen
1: that correspond with an actual alien. Yeah, you see the walls move when the when they go to find the colonists, but you don't Again, then you don't really see the the first one that you really do see is um, it's where uh, was it was it where is Bausky or like this thing that that the filming in that scene like you you get you get mixed messages and get confused on who's who because the filming the cameras that shows you the helmet cams and, uh, and it shows you one person die, but then this other guy is dead like a like a mix up in the editing maybe. Um, but it's where that guy just said he goes can't see nothing and then just boom gone up sets his mate on fire then they're basically shooting at shadows then they get back to the ship Drake goes hardcore gets uh, gets all crispy and then the first like up close encounter you have with it is when they're trying to close the door on it and it's there and then you get to see uh, Timmy 2 sets of teeth (laughs) so
0: descriptive (laughs) but yeah so it's when it starts to kick into gear it it kicks into gear pretty quick it goes from like yeah second to sixth pretty rapid which is good it's good and bad i don't know if i'd have maybe preferred the action to start sooner because i felt as much as the two and a half hours grand scheme of things was good i thought a solid two hours of act just pure action with the odd break would have been preferable for me.
1: Yeah, I mean in in the design of it, I mean I find, when I was younger, I mean I first watched it when I was seven years old, so I would yeah, be blown away, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, like the whole thing. But I, I wanted it. I wanted to skip to when they were on the planet to to that that rip. What they call it? They call it Ripley's Rescue. Was the mm. like the name of the track on the on the soundtrack? Um, is when they they go down and initially you have that first contact. Um, but watching it, I've watched it, God knows how many times since then. As I'm older, um, I appreciate the like that little bit of a slow burn at the beginning, then hundred mile an hour. Then you get the the scene where they set up the turrets, yeah. so they automated uh, like the gun firing, and then the fact that it stops and it shows that the thing that scares me with that is that. They stop and they goes now not all of them have stopped shooting they've you know they've not run out they're not empty they're gonna find another way in yeah it's like they're not they're not daft they, you know they've they've got some intelligence yeah. and then you get another change of pace with the um the release of the the face hookers that were in the in the tubes mm-hmm. the uh the specimens that they' kept uh, that they've managed to keep alive and it's Burke that releases them and then you've got that tension there. You know, there's no, she's fallen asleep, is put the gun outside so she can't fight these things or so they get impregnated and then you yeah. have to freeze them and take them back. I think so the it's tu- like you, the turrets in and out.
0: Yeah, the turrets, as you say, that was a really clever mechanic as far as the storyline goes because it's got that imagination being used again because yeah. you know what they're for as soon as they see a target, they automatically go off. But all you actually see is the ammo going down or you'll hear them going off. So you, in your mind, you know that they're shooting at some fucking aliens right outside that door. You can't see anything. No. But that's what, that's what's good about it is when the stuff you don't see like that. I mean, it was a good visual when he is up in the thing and turns around and he sees them all slowly. That's a really good visual. But even again, yeah. the sort of, Folded in on themselves. They're not like, this is what I look like. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what Again, I mean?
1: Yeah. It's, you don't really get, I mean, until the, until the end, like, so like the fight, like that final battle. For me, the, I think the, that would just really hate is that final battle. Mm. I'm going to fight this alien that's thrice my size <laughs> and they're getting this big, clunky, slow moving, yellow, JCB, <laughs> future jcb which she's an
0: expert at after one quick test drive yeah. like earlier in the yeah, film she,
1: she's she's got her uh she's got a b-tech diploma in it <laughs>
0: you've, got <laughs> a lo- you've got a lot of them sort of introductory set pieces halfway through a film and you think why am i watching this and then at the end yeah. Yeah. ah that's why that's why Oh, what the
1: I fuck, have a right? class two rating. <laughs> yeah, Just swinging it about. Yeah, I
0: actually have a dissertation in how these things work, and that's why I can use it like an expert. Oh, come on, sponsored man. by Reebok. <laughs> yeah, the old Reebok body machine. Uh, limited edition. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then what's his name Bishop gets fucking torn apart. Bless him. <laughs> But that vacuum, you know when she opens the vacuum and Ripley's clinging onto the ladder? Yeah. And Newt's like just holding onto the grate and then she holds onto Bishop. It's like, if that was a vacuum, like a a gap into deep space, like a vacuum. Come on, mate. Your arm's getting ripped off before you fucking hold onto that ladder.
1: Yeah. She was fine. She's she's not exactly well fed either, that (laughs) Newt. Exactly. So... (laughs) I've n- I've not met any malnourished children, but I can't really imagine them being that strong. It's
0: like the kid in Jurassic Park three. You know that he goes, he's on the back of the boat with his uncle or something, for some reason. Yeah, and then he gets lost in the jungle with him, and then Sam Neill's character <laughs> finds him hiding out in like a, an abandoned truck, and somehow he's got a jar of, Tyrannosaurus piss. Yeah, he's well fed. You think, oh, can I take some tips off these kids? They should be trying to save you. She would say same, this note. She was like scurrying in between holes and stuff. And
1: Yeah. It's the only, only one that, uh, oh, that were it. So these hardened Marines, hardened Marines, these are the badass guys of the universe, right? So the, the best that they can send out. Can't catch a little girl. <laughs> Captain Happy manages to get a hand on her. She bites him. <laughs> Bear in man, she's malnourished. Oh. Them teeth aren't strong, and then he just and he goes,
2: "Ah, oh God, she bit me."
0: See, I had a like, you know. very similar criticism with, I think it was Halloween 2018. I don't think it was Halloween Kills. I think it was Halloween 2018. Michael Myers, literally inhuman. The amount of punishment this guy can take. Yeah. Beat him, with a, beat him with a bat, run into him, run him over, shoot him. In the eyes, it's fine. But the, <laughs> there's a point, and again, I think it is. I don't know if it's um, Laurie, that's it, Laurie Strode. She um, bites his hand. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe she bites his fingers off, but still. He's like, oh, and then he lets go of her. And you're like, Michael, you've died. Yeah. Second, an accent shoulder. You've died multiple times. You've been shot. Halloween 2, he gets shot in both of his eyes. And then <laughs> he gets exploded in a hospital. He's fine.
1: Don't bite him, though. Don't bite like that. You go,
0: didn't he die? Nah. Yeah. Flesh wound, mate. Flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it was. But yeah, Newt was a Riley little character. I didn't, I didn't like her personally, but she was there kids in horror films unless it's a creepy horror film the shining the kids in that brilliant or poltergeist you know stuff like that films like this it feels like they're there just for the sake
1: yeah this that were i think like you said uh, for that director's cut, she was more for the storyline of ripley rather than yeah
2: you know which makes sense with that character yeah
1: yeah but kid, kids in horror films that creep me the, 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 <laughs> the fuck out. Like the the the, late, what, the the new Dawn of the Dead, that the, did the, uh, when they re, the redid it and re-released it. Mm. That that beginning scene in that with that little kid just walking in with arms out.
2: Oh, God, she's bleeding. Quick, run. Go, get, oh, where's my neck? Oh, I'm
1: dead. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> no, don't trust kids. If creepy shit's happening, unless it's your child, don't yeah. trust it.
0: It's bizarre, isn't it? Because in the real world, you wouldn't dare approach a kid. Why the fuck well, would not you? Now. Well, no. But even not for those reasons. I'm talking in general. No, but, like, yeah, but yeah. why the fuck would you want to? Oh my god, she's go. Where's my neck? It's in. It's in a mouth.
1: God, that's creepy. And then, and then, just to take it to that extra creepy level. Um, then she did the the crab run. <laughs> God, El Crab, El Crabber,
0: El Krabus. So yeah, and then like we say, the film ends. A big Ripley and a big old robot walking. T- it's like bloody Robot Wars, wasn't it? A robot machine fighting like Mecca, Mecca Sigourney. Mecca Ripley.
1: That is. That I think that's the only like saving grace that is why I, for me personally, I. They, they could have left it and you know, but she, she had to fight the alien, they could have just left it then, and like then you could have had Alien 3, mm. could have been completely different, yeah. Um, but they had to have that that fight. But because it's a robot and it's a mech, and I love, <laughs> I love mech, I love Japanese stuff. Like, same way <laughs> Matrix, the final Matrix, like th- that last scene where his uh, where st- dad stood back to back. With other dudes in them other war like warlike machines. Oh, yeah, give me mechs all day. That were only saving grace for that fight for me. It me a massive machine. Yeah. Sponsored by Reebok.
0: <laughs> 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 so, yeah, they open the vacuum, I guess. Alien flies out, as it does in the first film. Yeah. And shuts the doors. So, this is the thing. She manages to get one arm free, press the button. Yeah, climb up there. Climb up the ladder when there's a big vacuum underneath you. You're a strong girl. What, do you weigh a hundred pound piss wet through?
1: I think to put it into reference, you want to say, have you ever tried when you've been hoovering, mm-hmm. right? Bear in mind that like that, technically that is a, it's a vacuum cleaner, but it's not, not in the same sense. But to try and stop a phone charger going up that, if you've gone over one, you, it's a losing battle. Yeah. And that's a small machine that you've got it's on. to turn off. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not happening. But yeah, told uh, told Ripley. Gun mm. guns for days, no messing. Oh yeah, easy. She got up quick enough, and then it, she took a time for drama just mm. to get a leg over just at last bit.
0: Yeah, gotta get the leg over.
1: I imagine people that uh, like when that wherever that alien lands, or if if it's found, they're going to be like, Who shoes, that? <laughs>
0: So, do you think then, because you've obviously seen the rest, when these aliens get shut out, they have the capability to survive in deep space and just float around until they land somewhere? Do you think that's what happens? Yeah,
1: hmm. yeah, definitely. That. I mean, I think the, the their only letdown is that they that um, their their design is to is to is to kill and reproduce. That that's their only design. There's no. They're intelligent but they're, they're not capable of what were classes like independent thought. The classes is hive mind. Mm. Um, so one of them is not just going to wake up one morning and say, ah, I've had enough of this killing malarkey. I'm going to build a spaceship.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: See what I mean? That, that's, where, that's where their downfall is they, they, they are a virus or a, or yeah. a parasite. They'll, they'll take over whatever planet they've got and then exist Yeah. until something else comes down Maybe stowaway on something. Maybe I don't know. They might have a tombola where they all put their <laughs> alien names into it. And then they say, next spaceship that comes down, Steve, alien, you're you're on it. We're not going to kill it. We'll just we'll yeah. hide. And then you'll get on it. Eggs aren't worked for years. So we're going to have to do a stowaway this time. Yeah. Oh, so That's many... the only let down. Yeah.
0: That's definitely what happens now. Should make a spin off. Alien Tombola, that's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Postcode Lottery, yeah, just, Alien uh, Tombola. Who's, who's, who's got two? Who's got two
0: on seven? Who's got two? Two Yep. Okay. So da- Daniel gets first dibs. Now you've got a choice, <laughs> Daniel. You, you can go yourself, or you can send what's in this mystery box. The box.
1: So I'm afraid, Daniel. The
0: in the box is your wife, Daniel. So I'm afraid she's going to be going without you. Oh, but yeah, I should have gone myself.
1: If you, I mean, like, have you watched the covenant and might well, of the, the, of the, the final ones that, uh, no, that I've really not seen any going.
0: of them. Uh, I started watching Prometheus a long time ago. I know it's kind of linked to it, but I've not,
1: I've seen, that gives you where they come from. That's the, right. Okay. So the, I mean, without, I can't, if you'd watch them, I'd recommend watching them. They're good films. Mm. Um, but it tells you how it's, 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 very much like uh, the, the infinity symbol. So like the snake that's eating its own tail. Yeah. Um,
0: Is it Ridley Scott that as well, Prometheus? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm sure I bought a DVD box set a while ago, you know, with them mar- all. It had Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, and then what's it? Alien Resurrection, Alien Covenant, and then Prometheus. I think it was a six-disc thing. No, it,
1: Ridley Scott for both, yeah.
0: Was it? For Covenant also? Hmm, yeah. Is that the... Oh, no, that's... What's the one with him, Adrian Brody? That's Predator, Predators or something, is it? Is that the, the more recent Predators, I think, Adrian Brody yeah. was in? Hmm. So who do you think, then? Because the whole premise of that franchise crossover, really, was more a bunch of aliens, plural, versus one Predator, right?
1: Yes, it was a like a, a rite of passage. Yeah,
0: so who... I have not seen any of it. My mate used to have a game talking, God, high school. <laughs> Alien versus Predator, basic PC game for bloody Windows 97 or something. And good old days. So, who do you think, realistically, one versus one? Because I don't, aliens, I guess, have the power in numbers, but I don't think they're necessarily a pack hunter. They don't need to be, I wouldn't suggest. No. So, if it was one Xenomorph versus one Youtja, or Hishkuten. Predator's easier to say, I think. It is certainly. Hishkuten sounds cool, though. Hishkuten, yeah. Uh, or Yaut, Yautja. So is is this is Predator Two? I know we're talking about aliens versus Predator now yeah. because it's a natural progression. So is Predator Two set in L.A. Yes. Right. So it's within a city okay that's interesting because the the poster here says it's a concrete jungle it says he's in town with a few days to kill (laughs) clever that is clever pretty much sums it up there mate both of them been rattling on now for nowhere near as long as these films but hour and a half decent decent little breakdown of these films i reckon any closing comments with either of these before I move on to the ratings
1: I would say for anybody that's not watched them um, because there will be people out there that haven't I hadn't uh, until this yeah you like the, the the first alien is the horror it's the the whole being alone thing um and when things go wrong they go wrong like royally don't they and mm-hmm. like I said that no escape except like one way out. And yeah. uh, the claustrophobic, the alien. yeah, very much so. Uh, a lack of oxygen being the thing, and then uh, the second one would be again, like, like not necessarily. It is classed as a as, as an action horror, um, yeah. but it's uh, it's good for the uh, the fact that, regardless of how civilized, how advanced we think we are, that there's there's always going to be something bigger. And harder out there, and that's terrifying in itself. Space is scary, man. It is scary as parking spaces are terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to the reviews. So before we're
0: going to give our reviews at the end. Rotten Tomatoes, Alien, ninety-eight percent positive. That is
1: astounding.
0: From 129 critics, which seems low, it's obviously a very good number though, and the audience over 250,000, 94% positive.
1: It's good innings that
0: bloody good. Compare that to Aliens, 97% from the critics. Wow, one percent down, and also 94% from the audience pretty universally acclaimed across the board Mm. metacritic there's never anywhere near as many reviews on there but alien got 89 out of 100 from the critics 8.9 out of 10 from the audience aliens got 84 out of 100 from the critics so slightly less but the audience 9.0, Nine point oh, so point one better. So the audience really like aliens. So do the critics. <laughs> Just it's not as much as
1: Alien. It's 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 above into it? as long as it's above an eight. That's yeah. It's going towards like timeless.
0: Very good, very good. So now's the time. I want a rating from you. You can have a point. We do it out of ten. Ten being the highest because it's the highest. We can do a pointing system. Right. Like this, like that, you could point at the screen if you wish, or you can just give me a number out of ten to one decimal place. It doesn't have to have a decimal place; it can be point 0. zero. could be a round number if you wish. let's start
1: with alien. Alien for me would be an eight point five
0: hmm okay, it's a good score, and what about aliens?
1: It's aliens I'm biased for because it's my favorite film uh, mm. but to go on in terms of horror, it would be an eight so alien wins it, okay as far as being terrifying. a being, being a horror film okay yeah apart from being a badass film, aliens all the way
0: okay so I think I would give alien I really liked alien. Like, I was watching the extras and everything. I really liked it.
1: Mm.
0: I'd I'd probably give that, like, a 9.2. Good egg. Just fucking high for me. Like, the perfect horror film for me is The Shining. 10 out of 10. No question. Silence of the Lambs. Very close. And behind them, too. I can't think of many that are up there like this
1: that's that's good
0: so aliens so this is interesting because you've rated that an eight and you hands down like aliens more than me so i can't give it really more than an eight unless it's just got a a way more generous rating system
1: i think we uh, rather than the in the horror for me alien wins yeah so let's in terms of the horror okay
0: what would you give would you give aliens a 10 just in general?
1: Yeah, because I'm biased. So okay. I'm, I'm
0: doing it on you be, Okay. you are being a good sport. A, okay. Being a good sport. Okay. So okay, let's do that then. So horror. Yeah. Horror. It's not really that scary, I don't think. It's not
1: as if watching it as an adult and uh, i mean i when I first watched it, I was seven year old yeah, First I did, with my eyes closed,
0: yeah, I did too i think as a horror, I'd probably give it six point five as a film fair. as a film, you'd give it a ten as a as an overall film, I think an eight solid eight, maybe eight two eight one decent, I'd watch it again, it's got good bits, it's got i think it's high if it was a standalone film in its own genre kind of thing. And I hadn't recently watched the first one before. Same thing happened when I watched Evil Dead 1 and 2. I quite liked Evil Dead. More horror. No comedy. Slow pace, low budget. But then I watched Evil Dead 2. Fucking (laughs) hell. I've only seen one worse horror film than that in my life. And that was called... It was by this Argentinian geezer called Dario Argento. And it was shit. (laughs) They were like, "Oh, best best horror film you'll ever see." So I bought because I'm I'm doing this thing. I've started doing it again, where I'm watching the top 100 80s horror movies according to according to IMDb in date order. I'm only about 13 deep, but I've started doing it. I've I've set I did it on my old TikTok, but I've set up a new one. If anyone wants to follow, if you're still listening, uh, it's horror movie stew at TikTok. So I'm just, watching, nice. I'm just doing this for my own benefit. So I've watched a few of these. Now, this film was called Inferno, right? I think it's a Spanish film, or Italian, actually. It's an Italian film, beg your pardon, directed by Dario Argento. I g- <laughs> IMDB gave it a 6.6. I gave it a 1. A 1? <laughs> a 1. <laughs> oh, dear. Biggest
1: piece of trash I've ever watched. It was shit, mate. You're you're selling it to me, selling it. I mean, so that had made me want to watch it now to see what kind. I've
0: got the DVD, mate. Let me send it to you. Fuck me. Let me get it out of my house. <laughs> I'm sick of it, mate. Absolutely sick of it. But yeah, that's Alien and Aliens. So we've got 8.5 out of 10 for Lee for Alien. 9.2 for me. Eight out of 10 for lee on aliens and i gave it a what did i give it for horror 6.5 yeah this is based on horror movies not just like movies we like or as a whole in that regard you would have given it a 10 i would have given it 8.1 8.2 so there we go that was alien and aliens a massive part of my life it's Um... good it's good to hear such depth from a fan a big fan
1: yeah, I think I think the best thing that I got out of well, when you when you see a film like these uh, that uh, were have been made, you know, before you were actually allowed to watch them at the cinema, or you didn't, you know, they came out. Th- films are at the cinema for a, a month or two, and then it's, it's never again really. Yeah, uh, one Halloween they uh, they showed them both back to back, both the director's cuts, uh, the view in Sheffield. At there, yeah, uh, so I got to see them on the big screen. Unreal. Bloody hell. Absolutely amazing.
0: I really appreciate you coming on. And what we're going to do is normally we would close out with my intro slash outro music. But we are going to close out with listening to your latest single. You want to tell us a little bit about it? It's called Closer To You.
1: Yeah. uh, yeah, Thank you. Uh, First of all, uh, forever me on, mate. It's it's been awesome. Um, And Closer To You... This the uh, latest release uh, released earlier on this year. Just a song about having a second chance at a relationship that was from the outskirts doomed to fail.
0: Nice and happy.
2: Oh, it's
1: it's joyous, <laughs> joyous, joyous, joyous. It's, joyous. Joyous. Uh, we it's love uh, it. <laughs> don't listen to it in bath next to a toaster. <laughs> 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 it's it's, a, it's an emotional song
0: in all seriousness you can find lee on what spotify apple lee bailey where are you on the old socials lee bailey music
1: uh yeah i've uh, i made a website have you Ooh, yeah okay. which is leebaileymusic.co.uk uh, lee bailey Ooh,
0: why didn't you go for the dot com
1: someone had to it well it had been taken so wow. yeah that's a fact. i
0: bet you are
1: absolutely there were there were some fist shaking going off. Oh I can God. tell you that. <laughs> I had to I had to put my iPad down and uh, go for a short walk. Oh, first world problems, eh? Uh, <laughs> goodness <did> me! Just... <laughs> so
0: we'll put a link to that website in the episode so that people can check you out. Check the really good music. A lot of your music. It's sort of how would you des- how would you describe it? Sort of indie,
1: folky, a, folky, yeah. rocky, kind of indie, indie folk melancholic (laughs) so just just easy it's technically easy listening indie folk easy listening yeah he's got a lovely set of pipes Ah, well and uh, yeah you can understand me when i sing yeah you can hear words his dulcet yorkshire tones come through loud and clear when (laughs) singing
0: well, well enunciated <laughs> so we're going to leave you with closer to you by Lee Bailey check him out thanks for listening if you are listening this far you are an absolute warrior because I bet no fuckers listening at this point but we do this because we enjoy it and it's fun so until next time cheerio
2: cheerio <laughs> all the words are voice that moves so brave, And I'm Shrouded in Thou with every step I take Closer to you Closer to